Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the MVC Youth Podcast. And we have our first guest, Mark Elvin. How are you? Hey, hey I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Bit sore, but good to be here. Oh, what'd you do? <laughs> oh, something silly. Run 12 kilometers today. Yeah. Um, preparation for a half marathon Damn. with a few friends. So you should join me, Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah Paul, you should join us. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I see you get up at like, what time did you? It's actually not that early. It's no. about, I uh, get up at 8.30, start running by nine. Glenelg to Seacliff and back. That's so far. That's very yeah. far. <laughs> you know what? You know what my excuse is though? I'm like, when I was like a 12 year old, because I have that uh, spine problem. Yeah. Um, they told me. Running probably isn't the best for you because like the pressure. <laughs> I'm like, so ever since then, I'm like, oh, I don't need to run. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Um, so we've brought you on today to talk about house church because mm. that's been on a few people's minds, including yours, of course. Yeah. You've started one down down south, which is where we are. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think we'll start off with uh, getting to know a little bit more about you. So who sure. who is Mark Elbin? Who is Mark Elbin? I've you know, I've heard this guy who was asking you. Know, who are you? And he started off with a really, really good, good way, and um, I'm going to steal it from him. So first and foremost, who am I? I'm a child of God, um, and yeah, I'm 26. I'm married to Michaela, Michaela Elbin. Um, obviously, lived down here in Adelaide. Was born in Fiji. I'm a high school teacher, peeing out the red. Um, and yeah, just love sport and love eating. So. Mm. Awesome. Like most of us. Yeah. <laughs> Love our food. Um, yeah, go oh, for it. Go do for you it. want me to do it? Yeah, no, go, go for it. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm rushing so, through it. <laughs> so, um, I guess, what do you do? Like, what, what are some of your hobbies as well as what mm. are some things that you like to do in church? In church? Or, yeah. In church, or love to get involved with young, um, young people, um, youth ministry. Uh, just having a lot of fun and yeah, I guess opening uh, the eyes of the young people that God isn't just someone looking down at you and judging you every time, but um, he's, a, he's a fun and awesome God. But yeah, other than that, a lot of singing, a lot of playing music. It's mm. really enjoyable as well. Yeah. Cool, cool. Awesome. Mm. Um, yeah. What else do you do inside of church? Um, how, how do you get involved with uh, everything more for Val? Morphaval. Um, inside of church. So I've been, you know, a praise leader, worship um, leader as well. Been heavily involved in the youth ministry, um, particularly with the social committee with Ted. Um, and yeah, also Sabbath school. We, we also started when I first came to Morphaval, ooh, five years ago, five, going on to six years. Um, you know, there wasn't really a place for young adults. And, and there was lacking in the church. So Pastor Travis Manor said, hey, can you um, start up a, a Sabbath school for young adults? And I said, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, I can just invite all my friends. So that's what we did. And, you know, this is where we are now. Recharge started as a group of four to six. You know, sometimes we'd only have three of us sitting in there mm. in the hall. But now, yeah, it's, it's rare to get below 10 um, even, you know, 15 in this room. So it's pretty cool to see how far recharges come in. Um, yeah, the youth ministry and the young adults, um, yeah, growing in, in Morford Vale. Yeah. I remember those days actually where I've got like yeah. three, <laughs> less than five, like just yeah. two, two and three years ago. Yeah. Like only 
Mm. It's growing heaps. Yeah, dire yeah. straits back then. Now it's now <laughs> thriving pretty good. So today, as we already mentioned, we are talking about house church. Mm. And so what is your definition of, of house church? A definition of house church. Ooh. So I see house church as a place where people gather in someone's house, obviously. Um, and where we gather, we, we eat together, we share together. Um, you know, we laugh, we cry, uh, we pray for each other and, and we basically keep keep each other accountable. Um, all in the presence of God in the house and, um, yeah, keeping, yeah. And, and, and learning and, and growing closer to God mm. in the house environment, I guess. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's sick. Mm. Um, so when you have house church, what normally goes on there? So yeah. like, yeah, when you meet up, what, yeah. what happens? Yeah. So basically we meet at 6.30 on Friday night. So if anyone wants to come over, I won't <laughs> put my address online, but um, yeah, message me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, but yeah, anyone's welcome. 6.30 at my house. And basically we start off with a meal, um, a dinner meal and, and you... So far, we've only had four house churches, so don't think I'm like a really big professional in house church. I'm still learning so much and um, yeah, we're figuring it out as we go. Um, but what we've decided is, you know, everyone eats. Um, you eat three times a day, sometimes more, you know, if, if you're me. Um, so we said, hey, why don't we eat together every time we, we do church together? So 6.30, we have a meal and it changes week to week on what cuisine it is. So, so far we've had, you know, a haystack um, house church, a barbecue house church. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had an Indian cuisine house church. That was probably my favorite, just seeing, you know, all these different types of curry. And I was full by the end of the night, but then <laughs> I still wanted to eat because I hadn't tasted a certain curry. And the weekend that just went, we had a burgers um cuisine dinner so everyone brought parts of a burger um and we yeah, built it together so we eat from 6 30 to about 8 um and then we have a bit of a spiritual time where we if, if we haven't so far if it naturally doesn't move into that time we say hey like you know how, how has our week gone um or have you had any god moments in your week um a time to where we where we can just open be personal with each other um and yeah break that barrier uh, we also then you know, have, a, have a short talk, um, some, something along the lines that we're going through in our house church. At the moment, we don't have a, a plan we're doing. At the moment, we're just, yeah, just jumping around um, from topic to topic until we build our family, our house church that we're reaching out to and then know, hey, I think we should do this because you know, it's relevant to us. Um, and then we finish the night off with yeah, a big prayer, whether it's in our little groups or... Um, you know, partners or, or as a whole, whole, ch- whole house church. And then, you know, that's about this time it's about nine, nine thirty, and people just want to hang out still and do life together. And, mm-hmm. and that's basically what our house church is. Um, just making sure we're being with each other. Um, we're actually personally, um, getting to know each other deeper mm-hmm. and also at the same time, getting to know God deeper, but together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's house church at the moment on a Friday night. Um, there's a lot more plans to add in. I, you know, I've been talking to the guys from Church in the Hills and 
from other people interstate who have their own house church and they've got so many cool things that they're doing. Um, during the week, we, we actually um, have a Bible plan that we follow with each other and we comment and, and try and keep each other accountable there. But yeah, I think one thing I want to share with you guys with Church in the Hills is, man, they do this awesome thing, which I'm going to steal most definitely, is that they have their house church um, on Friday night, but then on a Saturday morning, and I don't know if they do this during the week, but I think it'd be cool as well. They actually meet on Skype at about 8.30 in the morning. And you know, you don't even have to be dressed up. You can be in bed and they have a big prayer session and a small little um, passage uh, Bible study. Um, nothing too big, but um, it's such a cool way to start your morning together as a family, um, because that's what house church is. It's basically a family together. Um, and you're journeying together, really tight knit, rather than just once a week. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, I really like how you made the mention of like it's a very intimate group. Yeah, I think because like I think that's what can be lacking in uh, when like you meet at church on a Saturday because there's just so many people. Mm. So when you're in a room full of maybe like. 10 12 15 people it's is a lot it's a lot easier for you to open up it's a lot easier for you to be real so i think that's very awesome and i thought it was cool that you eat because it also backs up from the book can't remember who it's written by at the moment peter roenfeld yeah, yeah. peter roenfeld the yeah. uh if that's you can it. eat you can make disciples so it's really cool that yeah. you're you know you're taking these ideas from stuff that actually works so that's really awesome to hear yeah. hmm. Uh, you made a mention about, um, you know, meeting up in the week. Mm. And so do you think that church is only defined by worshipping and being with like-minded people on the Sabbath? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I think worship, you know, you don't worship only once a week. Mm-hmm. You worship your whole life. You worship mm-hmm. through your life. So yeah, that's a pretty easy question, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that came to mind when you were discussing all the big plans you have. Yeah. What obviously it's an awesome outreach mm. tool, um, yeah. but what are your like? What do you want to see happen in the next however long? Obviously, it's probably going to run for a long time. But yeah. what would you personally like to see happen? Yeah. Um, like I know, obviously, like if, if someone starts something like this, they want to like yeah, they want to save more lives and things like that. But mm. what is something specifically you actually want to see happen? Um, is it growth? Yeah. Is it people becoming more connected or all the above or what do you reckon? Yeah, for sure. Um, so our house church, our vision is actually making disciple, making disciples. Um, often some churches can get quite complacent and just make disciples. But I think the structure of house church and how house church works, it actually makes you step out of that comfort zone and say, no, you're a disciple, but you need to make disciples making disciples. And House Church really encourages that because you're inviting people that aren't necessarily connected to a church. And that's the beauty of House Church. It's so, um, I guess, welcoming and not threatening. Mm. Um, not that churches are full of mean people. It's, I don't know, some, something about our culture is that, hey, mate, do you want to come to church? And they're like, what? Nah. <laughs> nah, so I'm busy, but really they're not busy. They just don't, they're like, it freaks them out and, and it's weird. And, and, you know, for us to grow up in the church, it's not weird because we do it. We've done it all our lives. But for a lot of people, especially in the Australian culture, and they, they don't grow up with this and, and it's something completely foreign. 
And that's why I love house church so much because, hey, do you want to come over to my house to eat dinner? We do house church together. So that's a lot more welcoming and saying, hey, okay, all right. So it's not a scary big building with a big cross on it and you know, painted windows. Um, it's something a bit more welcoming and personal as well. Um, yeah, and everyone eats, right? So you can't say no to food, especially if they love burgers or Indian or whatnot. Um, and two weeks' time, we are having, oh, what's our cuisine? It's Mexican. Oh, so, you know, everyone <laughs> loves Mexican, <laughs> vegetarians, gluten-free, vegans, whatever you are. Um, for yeah. sure, for sure. You, you mentioned um, a bit of the differences behind church and house church. Mm-hmm. Do you want to dive into that a bit more deeper? Why, why do you think people, like, it, like, I guess, hesitate at the idea of church? Is it, like, is it the yeah. building or is it, like, the fact that there's so many people or... What do you what do you think are the main the main differences as well between church and house church that makes house church more appealing? Yeah, um, I th- I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, I, I don't know them all because you know I've kind of grown up with church in a way, but maybe I think it's not personal for them um, unless they've actually got a friend connected and that church is quite open and inviting i think what that you know in movies and things you know when they when a church is on it's just like a really not saying this is a bad thing but a really really conservative um church and they're all standing you need to be quiet and it's um yeah that typical um church kind of scene in a movie and i think that's probably what they imagine um whereas yeah just come to my house have, have a feed let's it's, it's a chat we we hang out um it's a bunch of my Christian mates, um, and you know we pray for each other. We we learn a bit about God. So, um, I think that's why it's more welcoming. But yeah, maybe they don't come to church. Yeah, maybe it's just not too personal. Because if you don't know anyone, why would you want to go? Yeah. Unless people are actually searching and saying, "Oh man, I, I, they're searching for God, and they need to go and and find out that's more true. about it." So like, I've heard a lot of stories about that. You know, like when they just wake up and they drive past the church and they're like, I think I need to turn in, you know, those kind of stories. Um, But yeah, I think it's the personal thing. And that's, that's why I love house church because it's, it's very personal and intentional. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Um, We were reading, well, not, we weren't reading it together, Mm. but I know that we were both reading the book Mission Shift by Cale Duval. Yeah. And in the book, he talks about the organic wing Mm. and the organized wing. And so the organic wing is, you know, house church is very like it's there's no there's no real genuine structure. It's, you know, people coming together, connecting and growing um, together. Mm. Whereas church, the organized wing is is a lot more like the church that we attend on, a you know, on a Sabbath morning. Mm. So do you reckon um, do you reckon just the way I guess the mission of the church or not, not necessarily the mission, but. I guess what the church is kind of doing at the moment, do you think they lean heavily more on one, like on the organic or the organized? Yeah, I think it probably depends what church. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few churches that are doing amazing, amazing stuff. Um, and then some churches, yeah, they're doing great stuff, but are they reaching out and doing the mission like you suggested? Um, I would say, I don't know every church in Australia, but 
probably from my experience from visiting churches and being a part of churches you know, since I've been um, 17, 18, I would say most of them have been really, yeah, organized, structuredly um, focused rather than organic. Uh, there, there, there's a few churches that have had a lot of organic events running here and there. But, you know, when you think church, a lot of it is the program. The mm-hmm. program on the Friday night or the program on the Sabbath morning. Um, you know, when you think church, you think, how was church? Yeah, the music was, was good and the, 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 the sermon was amazing. You know, that's the two things yeah. I think you think about. You don't think about, oh, how was church? Yeah, it was awesome. I, I got to meet this person. Um, they were at, they've only just come to the church and they told me their story. It was amazing. Um, you don't really, I guess, switch to that kind of um, area of your brain when you ask, how was church? Um, yeah, I think if you've got more organic, um, focused churches, you're going to be... You're going to be thinking, well, how was church? And they're saying, yeah, man, this, this, um, I met this person. It was really amazing. Non-Christian, they're they're searching, or um, yeah, just more personal kind of um, things related to church, rather than yeah, the music was ah, not that good, and or the sermon was yeah, mm. flipping awesome. Like you should do this or read this. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, going off of that, um, I've noticed. Oh, not notice, but I mean, there's always this idea that when you come to church, a lot of people are more consuming rather than participating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also where uh, house church and I guess organized church do differ Mm -hmm. is that house church is definitely has a lot more involvement because uh, I think partly because it is. You know, there's not that many people, so everyone yep. needs to help, which is good. Yep. I, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, yeah. but also it. I think house church is also a place for people. It's an intentional place to uh, volunteer and it's an intentional place to participate. Yeah. Whereas it's so easy to, like what you were saying, so easy to just sit in the pews and listen to the music and enjoy the music and listen to the sermon and, and like get something from it. Mm. There's, I think there is quite a contrast between house church and organized church in that respect definitely what is it called total member involvement Mm. tmi so yeah house church you can't hide (laughs) (laughs) that's it yeah and and we encourage that to you know be open because we're a family you can't hide things like let's go through this together like i think a real good example is like you know getting into running at the moment i hate running the furthest i've ever run is 5ks um you know all my life and then two weeks ago James and I hit six Ks. Like, yes, this is a PB. <laughs> you know, that was Seacliff to Glen Elk, and he's like, we're doing, you know, Glen Elk to Seacliff and back. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's 12 Ks. I'm like, that's crazy. Uh, and I think the reason is because I'm running with someone. Yeah. I'm running with James, yeah. and he's keeping me accountable. Whereas every time I run before, you know, go for a quick three, five K jog, um, yeah, my mental. My, my mental mind is so weak eh, when I run. I'm just like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'll just get to this post and, and stop now. Yeah, let's walk home. Um, so, yeah, that's why I've only run three to five Ks um, tops when I go for a run. You know, and that's once in a blue moon. But now I can say, yes, I've done 12 Ks. And awesome. you know, in a couple mm. of months time, I'll say I've done a half a marathon. But you know, it's all because um, I've got someone there with me. 
rather than doing it by myself. Whereas sometimes, you know, you, you can come to our church, any church that has a lot of people, amazing music, amazing, a pastor, but you can still feel lonely. Um, however, house church, it's harder to do that. You, I reckon you can still feel lonely, um, but it's harder to, I guess, slip through the gaps in a house church because there's only, you know, max maybe 15 people. Mm, yeah. um, it's a predominant size of yeah, six to 10. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I actually came to your house church last time. Yeah. There was someone, someone invited someone. I won't, I won't call them that or anything, but um, they actually were quite shy. And um, it, yeah, it's funny because you mentioned that you can't hide in it. It's true because yeah. it's such a small group. But I think everyone talked to them and made them feel a lot more comfortable um, yeah, over cool. the time we were there. Yeah. And so I think that, that, that's sort of, to see that it's really, yeah. it's exciting because they'll probably come back. Yeah. It's awesome. That's the awesome thing about it. Crossed. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, <laughs> house church is an interesting topic because there's been some mm. backlash and opposition. Yeah. Have you, maybe before you started or since you've started, have you had any opposition or people talking to you about it, disagreeing with you or? Yeah, I think, you know, anything new, anything that I guess hasn't been done before, there's always, especially in your context, in your area, mm. in your environment, there's always going to be a bit of, oh, what the heck are they doing? Like, why are they doing that? That's so silly. Like, you know, what's wrong with what we're doing now? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I have had a few comments and conversations here and there. But then I've also had a lot of um, positive affirmation from people saying, man, this is amazing. Like, mm. um, you are, you're on the right track. And, and that's been really, yeah, helpful and um, helped me through the journey. It's... It's actually something I've thought about for a long time. It kind of started um, at college. Um, if any of you guys have been to Avondale College, you know, it's li literally Seventh-day Adventist Central. And that's where I, I came and thought, I'm like, man, what is actually the purpose of church? Is it just to come here and, and sing these songs and listen to like this super, super awesome preacher? Um, and that's what church was for me. It was just coming, consuming, like you said, Ted. And then... You know, in Avondale, you're you're in a bubble, huge bubble. There's, you, mm -hmm. it's rare to find a non-Adventist or non-Christian in the area. So I thought, hey man, when I move to wherever I get a job, I don't want to. I want to get out of the bubble. Um, so I came to Adelaide, and then yeah, it was it was a lot easier for me to get out of that bubble because I, I knew no one. I had no. Um, you know, prior connection. So it was, a, it was a lot easier for me to get to know other people, um, you know, joined a rugby club and got to know more locals. And that was a cool community to be a part of, part of and who I'm still a part of, um, the Brighton boys at, at Brighton Rugby Club. So that was real cool. Um, and, sorry, where was I going? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, Say the question again? Oh my goodness. Oh, I, th I, think, I think you might have gone on a tangent. Which is fine, but my, my yeah, original yeah. question was, um, what, have you had any backlash or opposition from, from you, house You church? were talking about like how there's a bubble <laughs> and how you've broken out of yeah, that yeah. bubble. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that's right. Break, breaking out of that bubble and getting to know other people and I guess focusing on the mission. Um, and that, that, that's when I started thinking, man, there's more to church than just this Saturday thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I met an awesome guy. Yeah, this is what I'm getting to. I met this awesome guy, a huge guy called Roland. Um, and then 
when, so when I moved to Adelaide, he, he's actually a pastor here in Adelaide, um, but then he planted a church and he planted a church that was in his house. So this is my first ever, um, yeah, um, time I've ever met someone doing house church. And I'm like, this is actually really cool. Um, and what they were doing throughout the week on the weekends with their house church, it was just so intentional, um, you know, aiming at the Power Hills community up there. It was it was amazing. This man, I wish I was I could be a part of that or or do something like that. And he's really inspired me and all that. Um, and you know, through the years, I'm like, I always tell people, man, I love what you guys do. I wish I was I live closer because I'd come and be a part of it. Mm. You know, I'd say that every every time I see him. But then he's like, yeah, just start your own, start your own. I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and then finally, like, look at this. Like five five years later, um, I think he's he's played a big part of this. Um, I've just like, yeah, let's start it. Let's let's do it because I was at a, at a part of my life where I was getting a bit complacent. Like a lot of things, a, a lot of good things were going on, um, but with my spiritual journey, it was it wasn't it wasn't intentional, and it wasn't reaching out as much as I think God wanted me to reach out. And I'm doing this. I think there's a pretty good balance with the organized and the organic. Our focus for church, um, so house church, but yeah, like in saying that, we, we meet once a month um, with with Morpha Vale Church, so that's where we get a bit of a taste of the organised wing, yeah, um, and that's good just to make that connection with people coming from house church and saying, hey, we're actually part of a bigger thing than this, you know, we're we're part of a bigger church and Morpha Vale has come experience this service, mm-hmm. and, and usually we celebrate. Um, at the service once a month, you know, big potluck after the service and, and usually people get baptized and there's like awesome events or babies dedicated. Um, and yeah, just some, some special things and, and it's coming together and saying, yeah, this is our family, like really partying hard. Cause you know, that's what, that's what church is coming to the end of the week and praising God and I'm um, celebrating together. Yeah. Um, awesome. So yeah. Was, was Roland your main inspiration behind starting it or was there anyone else that was pretty impactful on that yeah definitely roland and jane um yeah. them two as a power couple um travis you two um been a big and great mentor for me the past years and then also once i got to know about this house church i've really um yeah read a lot about read a lot of things on um from craig rochelle and life church um elevation church with stephen furtick and um, Francis Chan, so they all, they've got their own ways of doing it, but they actually incorporate a bit of this house church stuff into their own churches as well, especially with, um, with media, like um, Elevation Church, they've got their services and sometimes you know, I'm awake at a crazy hour Sunday midnight, I'm just doing random stuff and then YouTube pops up and it's like, Elevation Church is on now. And then they, you know, they talk, they're, they're talking in their church service, but they're actually talking like intentionally to people in their houses and saying, there's a house church in this city, Oklahoma, or wherever in America, um, you know, give a shout out to them. And there's a big group of them and they got a camera flashing back to their house and there's a group of them mm. in, in the house. I'm like, that is awesome. Like, you know, you don't actually have to be in that big building to do church, mm-hmm. but there's a catch. You should be with someone else. Um, it doesn't matter where you are. You should, you need to be with other people. That's what church is. You can't do church alone. Yeah. Uh, Francis Chan says you can't do, <laughs> he does it real, real ruthlessly. You know, um, in one of his sermons, he goes, you can't say I'm a gang. Oh, who's in your gang? Oh, just me. 
Like, no, you're not a gang, okay? It's, you know, because gangs and churches, they have a lot in common, um, believe it or not. You can't say, <laughs> I'm a church. No, you're not. You're by yourself. You know, you got to do church with other, other people. You got to be a gang with other people. Um, so, yeah, it's a good way of putting what is church. You know, it's, it's with other people. Yeah, awesome. Um, going back to your kind of um, metaphor about, you know, being in that bubble at Avondale. Mm. I think that's something that I've also experienced growing up as well. Like, I mean, I went to a Seventh-day Adventist school, a uh, primary school and high school. Um, and so I was re- I get I wouldn't say I was sheltered from the, you know, outer world, but I was definitely surrounded by like-minded people. Yeah. And I, I, it's not a trap per se, like to be stuck in that, to be in that like kind of culture, mm. but it's very easy to get complacent as to what you were saying because yeah. like growing up, I didn't quite realize that, you know, that there is a bigger mission or I didn't, I didn't fully understand that there was a bigger mission to be done. Mm. Like I just kind of went to church, did my thing, waiting, waited for Sabbath to uh, finish so I could play video games. That's pretty much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what my, what my life was like growing up. But th- most of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> um, but when you, um, oh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah. So I think where I stepped out of that bubble was definitely mm. through hockey and it made me experience a whole other world. Yeah. Um, and it made it looking back on it now, it really made me realize that there is a much bigger mission mm. than just attending church, consuming church. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool how like when you step out of that bubble, you see the reality. Mm. And then that's where a lot of people are like, I need to make a difference. Mm. And I think it's really cool that you're doing that. Yeah. Thanks man. Um, just a quick question. Don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have any, I guess, people that haven't been to church before to attend any of your house churches so far? I think so. Um, not fully aware of their history, yeah. but we've, yeah. So we've had bad experiences as well. <laughs> First ever house church. As house church leaders, there's a group of six, I think it started with a group of six or seven of us. We said, you know, we're going to invite this person, that person, this person. Um, you know, I know them for this. And, and I think they'll come. You know, they, they love, um, what was our first cuisine? Barbecue. Um, they love to have barbecue, hang out, and, and we can talk, you know, uh, about some spiritual things as well. It doesn't have to be super deep. Um, and we don't really want to... F- make them feel uncomfortable but still show them hey there's a purpose to this um but basically the first after that meeting that week came and friday night hit and like yeah yeah i think they're coming um i asked you know four or five people and they all said oh no sorry busy for whatever reason um it might have been you know they were actually busy or house the the word house church actually kind of scared them um but that was a it was a wake-up call Mm -hmm. for us so no one came out of the six or seven leaders times that by three to four people we all invited because we knew there'd be always people saying no. So what? Quick maths. Six times what? Four? 24? Um, 24 people? None of them came. Mm. Like those invitations. So that was a real wake up call. But we we talked a, a lot about that night um, and said, you know, how are we going to be intentional um, and approachable? 
and the next couple of weeks we've had you know one to two people that haven't been connected to a church yeah. um, before um, but yeah I don't know the history of church exactly because they're not mm-hmm. my friends that, that came one of them is um, and they've had some sort of history but you know they're, they're not really um, I guess believers in, in, in a way mm. um, but yeah so you know, and it's not us trying to um, shove this down their throat but showing them hey this is our church community and be a part of it you, know, you don't mm-hmm. have to believe in God you can still be a part of it yeah um, so, yeah, yeah. I've, I've always found that or in personal experiences mm. I found that you know showing the love of Jesus is like one of the best forms of ministry yeah and yeah. like yeah just being inviting and loving and caring is really awesome yeah, yeah. that's when people ask questions as well like, that's it the opportunity yeah um, quite often like yeah some of us throughout our lives go like well you know, we can't invite people because we don't know anyone else or it's kind of running dry with the outreach like yeah and but I think if you're just kind and friendly and all that stuff I mm. think you will get people that yeah come to you and ask why are you different that's it <laughs> it's awesome that's where we want to get to yeah yeah, yeah. um mm. so since we talked about earlier how church can be a bit um hard to invite people to yeah do you think because of that we need to not restructure church, but work on the church image maybe to, to get people coming or should we focus more on things like house church because it has been so successful and less, less confronting for people. Mm. What are your thoughts on, on that with the, the differences and you know, how easy it is to invite people to house church? Yeah. What do we need to do about the organized church? Do we need to do anything? Yeah. What, do, what do you think? Don't get me wrong. I think the organized church is great as well. Mm. Um, there's some organized church that are that are doing amazing outreach, and their their total member involvement is amazing, um, and people are getting a lot out of it. There's new people coming into the church, and and yeah. Uh, but I think definitely you you need to be a lot more intentional. And I think what you guys are doing, like. I guess I want to affirm of what you guys are doing. This is amazing. Not many people have, you know, come into this area of media and, um, you know, with, with the church, it's adapting. And what, you know, we, it's never happened because we haven't had technology and the culture hasn't been there for putting things on YouTube or um, podcasts or Instagram or wherever. But now you guys have said, hey, let's adapt to a culture and let's do YouTube or mm. whatever, you know, you got what, whatever sites you guys are on. Um, and I think that's what the church needs to do as well. They need to adapt to culture and make church relevant to, I guess, for us, the Aussies, you know, mm. um, <clears throat> the, the people in Adelaide, Southern Adelaide. Uh, we can't sell them something that's from the 1800s that worked really well to people who are in Morfitt Vale in 2019. I don't, I don't think they're going to be, um, yeah, it's, they're not going to be very interested. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's also the personal connection as well. So really adapt to culture um, and figure out who, 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 who's the community, who's the, who are the people around your, your church and, mm-hmm. and figure that out. Yeah. That reminded me of something that I heard on the Story Church Project last week yeah. where they were saying, stop using the King James and New King James in your sermons <laughs> because it's That's so controversial. It really is. But he, just, man. he was just like, yeah. stop. Yeah. 
um yeah he was all for it he was like sure. stop because it's yeah. it's not it's like exactly what you just said it's not adapted to, to i know. guess for the normal aussie yeah that yeah i i should yeah i agree with that like for the normal aussie if you you know thou shalt and all yeah. that stuff, like, what the heck because <laughs> yeah. you, you're speaking another language really yeah. um and you know when we come to church let's be honest we speak another language here um normal people Almost, wouldn't yeah. you know happy sabbath what happy what it's not my birthday <laughs> um, uh, you know things like offerings and tithes and all these other you know l- these words that we use are, are normal for us we, we've grown up with it but for someone else just walking into a seventh day adventist church for the first time they're just going to be like their mind will be overloaded and uh, yeah for sure it's um yeah, a bit crazy so i think we need to make it more comfortable um for them and more appealing i guess it's not not saying that you know god isn't appealing but you need to show them that god isn't just this in this box god is actually so much more than just this box yeah Um, like he can relate to you basically yeah that's it yeah yeah awesome um (laughs) that made me think i'm it's funny because i'm about to bring up a podcast and that podcast, what I'm about to refer to, that podcast was bringing up another podcast. So it's, it's like it's like third-hand referencing. But um, the Burn the Haystack podcast, they were talking about, similar to what you were saying, like, I can't remember the podcast that they were talking about, but in this third podcast, they discussed that Seventh-day Adventism is, was like a colonial movement. Mm. And so, um, like, it was working for them in, yeah. like when it's like when it first started mm. but when when like the 1900s come came around i can't i think i already mentioned this in a previous podcast i can't remember though Maybe. but yeah so they um like when this new like 1900s came in mm. you know cinema started being a thing yeah. dancing started being a thing yeah. music started being a thing and they didn't quite know how to adapt yeah. to this new world and I guess that's a balance that, you know, as a church, we need to find like, what is, what is, you know, what is good and what is not good. Mm. But yeah, it's, 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 you know, yeah. being re- relevant and relatable mm. to the world around us. Yeah. And, and that's also a part of breaking that bubble as yeah. well, I think. And that, you know, all that stuff was like, of the devil. Yeah, exactly. Like, no yeah. way. What? You did that? <laughs> and now it's like, yeah, we go to movies on Saturday night. It's like... And then, yeah. you know, one time as a church social, dare I say, we went to the movies together, <laughs> you know, uh, on a Saturday night, it was to watch, um, what's that? Um, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, that was pretty gruesome and like full on, True. that was all, but awesome movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, you know, so is, was it really evil? Um, it's taken time to adapt, but we got there and um, I think that's, yeah what we need to do as a church and like you guys are doing an awesome job doing this stuff um, it's great yeah thanks yeah like yeah. we were discussing that we wanted it to like adapt to the world of the in- like this world of the internet because mm. there's not much in regards to you know um semi adventism in the world of cyberspace yeah like i mean there there is living living ministries media which is good and there's faith fm but that's radio i just think oh and there's a three abn three angels broadcasting network but like i just don't think there's enough 
Yeah, um, for sure. In regards to, you know, Seventh-day Adventism representation mm. on the internet. And yeah. that is yeah. something that, you know, I think as a, as a, as a duo, yeah. want to break down that, yeah. that stereotype that, you know, we're just super conservative and yeah. we only really care about ourselves. We don't care about like reaching out and like, that's what you're doing as well. Like Mm -hmm. you're trying to break down that stereotype, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. Jesus loves me and he also loves you. Yeah. And so I want to show you that love. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's just really awesome what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks. And just on top of that as well, like not only to, I guess not saturate the internet, but get more (laughs) knowledge about, you know, our religion and Christianity in general. Um, but also have those open discussions like, are the movies bad? Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, and, then, and then people actually get to know us more like that as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. oh no, SJs don't actually think. Yeah. Well, most of them might not think movies are bad. <laughs> and the yeah. funny thing is like when I meet people as well, they say, you know, who are you? What do you do? And I mentioned, you know, church and then seven day mess. Like what? Mm, like, but yeah, if I said I was I Mormon, that. Catholic, Baptist, mm-hmm. um, AOG, any of those other ones, they'd be like, oh yeah. I know what you're about but when you say seven day events i have no idea yeah and yeah i was actually kind of tough growing up when when i said yeah i go to a seven day adventist church because not many people knew about it so then in my head i'm like oh what the heck what is this a problem is this is there something wrong with this like maybe maybe i'm wrong you know <laughs> like because it's not popular at all like if it was so true why isn't why are there so many more people that know about it, um, know about the church? Yeah, that was something a bit, a bit scary, but yeah. I've actually had a new member of, of the church ask me that question. Yeah. And they were like, I just joined the church, but like, yeah, is it the right choice? Cause it's like, why is it so small? Yeah. I'm like, mm. you're not wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, and I, I gave an answer like, yeah, you know, we, we base it off, you know, fully off the Bible, basically. We, we, tr- we trust the Bible as our number one source and that sort of thing. And then the other denominations are just variations of that. When you think about it, we are still pretty young as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, 1800s, yeah. is it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we can wrap it up there. I think it's a good, good place to... Cool. Yeah. Um, close off the discussion. Um, but I'm sure we'll probably see you around. Um, definitely with uh future episodes and everything else we're doing with some skits and hopefully we can get those in the works pretty soon um it's all in the planning stage at the moment but that's all exciting um if you want to get in touch with us everyone who's listening um contact mvc youth at gmail.com instagram mvc youth and facebook is i believe it's more of our youth yes dash mvy yes it is yeah. and i learned that this morning as well. Same. <laughs> we were saying, I think we were saying MVC Youth previously, but yeah. um, I think if you type it in, it would come up anyway. I hope. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know all the options now. We'll probably link it in the description as well. So it's mm. not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks. See ya.